Hey listeners, welcome to the high performance episode for today. We're talking with a CEO or former CEO of Chipotle, Monty Moran, and he talks about how they empowered their teams to get rapid growth in Chipotle. He was the CEO for, I believe, eight years with the company for 12 years, taking it up to 75,000 employees from a mere eight stores when he came on board. And if you guys check the previous couple high performance episodes, we talk about how he achieved that rapid growth by finding A players. And then the next high performance episode, we talk about how he targeted and found those A players. And then now on this high performance clip, he talks about his strategy on empowering teams. And it is actually one of the best suggestions and most impressive recommendation to build teams that I think I've seen that's out there. And we're talking 500 podcast interviews with entrepreneurs from all over the world. Listen to this. It's absolutely golden, golden advice. Okay, let's go to the process of you sitting down and meeting with these 20,000 employees. So one thing one thing I do want to like mention is that I've, I, I think I said earlier, I've never been in a Chipotle that isn't a happy place. And, and so I actually had a cousin of mine once. He, he said, uh, he said, Chris, do you believe in energy? And I was like, yeah. And, and I thought about it and he's like, why? And I go, well, you go into a 99 cent store and people aren't very happy and the energy's kind of low and things aren't, you know, going, but if you go into a health food cafe or Starbucks or Chipotle, like People are excited to be there. You know, they're happy for the food. They're 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 living healthy. They they've got great music in the background. The employees. I don't think I've ever met uh, an employee at Chipotle that wasn't happy too. Like, there's always like a cool scene behind the bar, right at Chipotle, and people look like they're having fun. Um, and you have this quote here that I really like. It says, "The success didn't come from uh, come by talking about sales. It came from focusing on the behaviors that lead to great sales, specifically creating empowered teams. Since empowered teams cook better food, give better service, and do all this more efficiently. So a lot of the listeners that, that hop on our show or listen to our show are digital entrepreneurs. And it's easy for us to focus on, you know, especially if we have a good background in marketing and sales, you know, what are the numbers? How can we get those sales? How many Facebook ads do we need? How many Google ads do we need to run people through the funnel and get those sales, get those sales? Um, but your focus was on um, creating empowered teams and then those sales come. Um, could you give an example, Monte, of like uh, through Chipotle um, of working through this experience and how? Maybe maybe a time when you're you were thinking, oh, sales are down. I'm going to empower this team at this store or something like that or this region and see how that affects sales. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. Before I joined Chipotle, the guy who went before me, um, who was the COO, um, you know, he had the for instance, he had this uh, saying. He said, "Hey, we're going to hit a million four and oh four in Denver. A million four and oh four. A million four and oh four. And it was like this mantra, right? Well, the reality is, you know, if you say a million four and oh four as an executive in the company, I mean, what do you think the people in the restaurant think about that? Even if they even hear it, well, they don't care. They don't care. I mean, come on, a million four. What does it even mean? A million four and oh four. Whatever. I'm, gonna get, I'm, I'm serving a person right now, a burrito. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking about. You know. So, uh, you know, I think that 
it is a huge problem that way too many executives focus too much on dollars and cents. Um, listen, dollars and cents matter. They matter hugely, right? That's why businesses <clears throat> you know, come to be. That's why shareholders invest. That's why, I mean, we want that. Okay, of course, we want success. But the way to get success is to, to, is to add value, to do something to help others, to make them not want to go anywhere else. Okay. Just like I wanted my associates not to go anywhere else at the law firm. I wanted our customers at Chipotle not to want to go anywhere else. What does it cause them to want to go nowhere else? Well, the food's awesome. It's a friendly experience. The crew is really, really stoked and upbeat. You know, the crew feels the crew all are acting like owners. Like each of them really cares about the experience that customer has. So I wanted to do everything I could at Chipotle to fan the flames of each person working there. And we had 75,000 <clears throat> 75, at the, at the highest when I was there. Um, I wanted every one of those 75,000 people to have a vision that meant something to them, okay? And that vision was to be part of building a team of top performers empowered to achieve high standards, okay? Top performers empowered to achieve high standards. Now, that just sounds like cute buzzwords, but here's the deal. There's a definition for that. And at Chipotle, the definition of top performer was someone who has the desire and ability to perform excellent work and through their constant effort to do so, elevates themselves, the people around them, and Chipotle. Okay. So again, there's two parts of that one, really, if you dig into, okay, top performer, it does great work and makes other people better. Okay. So most people stop with the first bit, don't they? Most companies are like, Hey, the guy does great work. He's a top performer. You know, he produces more widgets than anyone else on the line, whatever. Or he, you know, brings in the most business or whatever, or she, whatever, you know, but that's only the beginning. Okay. At Chipotle to be a top performer, you had to be really effective at making the people around yourself better. That meant your train. That means you're training people. It means you're pumping people up, you're helping hire great people, you're training, you know, you're, you're teaching them to be, to be better, you're teaching them how to make others better. Um, and you're and you're really sowing the seeds of this sort of cooperative, wonderful, empowered atmosphere. And so what I did is I just wanted to make sure that that all of our people in the restaurants had a vision of being part of a team of top performers empowered to achieve high standards. Now, when that happened, we had a name for it. It was called a restaurateur restaurant. So those managers who created specific general managers of a specific restaurant who developed a team of top performers empowered to achieve high standards would be given this very, very elite and prestigious title, restaurateur. I'll tell you, I promoted um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds uh, of restaurateurs during my career. And, and uh, you had to be interviewed by either me or Steve Ells or an officer to get restaurateur. Initially, it was just me and Steve. And you had to be one of us. So I'd go directly to your restaurant and in your restaurant, interview everyone. And that's how I got started sitting down with everyone. In order to determine, let's say that Chris, you're the general manager, okay? I would say, when I go to your store, you are the least important person for me to meet, okay? That sounds funny, right? But if I meet your team, and at Chipotle, the team was maybe an average of about 25 people that work for you. If I met whoever was working that day, let's say it's 10 or 12 people, and I sat down with those 10 or 12 people and found out what their life was like, how excited they were, how passionate they were, how good they were, how, how, what did the restaurant operation look like? Was it sparkling clean? Was the food perfect and hot and delicious? Was the customer service great? Was the throughput fast? You know, when I looked at every aspect of the operation, they would be reflected through your team members. If you weren't there that day because you were out sick or because, you know, whatever, you're on sabbatical or it was just your day off, I would, I would learn everything I needed to know and more about you, right? And, and I'd talk to them, hey, how is Chris as a manager? You know, and I'd go in a place and sometimes someone might go, you know, Chris is, um, he's pretty good. What does that mean? It means there's a hesitation there, right? It's, yeah. You got it, you yeah. got it. And so I didn't listen to the words, I listened to the hesitation. I go, oh, well, why, you said pretty good. So what is it about Chris that you don't like? I mean, and it wasn't like I was trying to stir up gossip. I would just get him saying, well, you know, Chris sometimes yells a lot or you know, he throws shit, you know? <laughs> but anyway. I throw the chips and the not. guac around, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he throws guacamole around. No, but I would learn through people's, you know, cause I would learn there's a very big difference between, 
oh, Chris is really good. I really like him. Or, oh my God, Chris is great. I love Chris. Oh, he's so awesome. He cares so much about us. I love him. Oh, he, every time he's here, it's like, it's so fun and he makes it fun and he, and he teaches us so much. He really cares about, you know what? I had this problem with my mom and I was really down and he noticed and I came in that day, I was down and he sat with me and he, what's going on? How's your mom? And uh, I mean, if you hear something like that, you're like, wow, Chris is a special manager. You know, it's obvious, right? It just comes right through. So in these interviews, that's why I'm sitting down and talking to everyone. And that's why it mattered less that I talked to Chris. Now, I would love to talk to Chris because when Chris built a great team like that, I'd be stoked to sit down with Chris and go, hey, Chris, man, you built an awesome team. And I'd always say like, how'd you do it? And the answer was, I'll tell you what, it was always the same. Different words, but the answer always was, you picked top performers and made sure everyone on the team was a top performer, meaning they were, did great work and made others better, okay? Then you empowered them. So they were confident in their ability and they were encouraged by their circumstances. Why were they encouraged by their circumstances? Because you, Chris, knew them, loved them, cared about them, understood them, dr drove them to be better, wouldn't stop till they were at their best. And they knew that in your hands, they were gonna achieve greatness. You know, and so I could tell all that without ever meeting you. Now, of course, I usually did meet you, the general manager, but even if I didn't, I, I'd be fine. And I would promote you even if you weren't there. I mean, I would send out, you'd find out in an email you got promoted sometimes. Now, that was unusual because usually the managers were there. But I will tell you, like without, almost without exception, almost without exception of the maybe 500 or 600 restaurateurs I promoted, they all cried really when I gave them a oh, promotion. Wow. I mean, and the whole team broke down in tears, the whole team and many, 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 if not most told me that it was the single most important thing that had ever happened to them in their life. The greatest achievement in their life. Now you might say, Oh God, it's a fast food restaurant. How could it be such a big deal? No, it was like my friend, David Chrisman likes to say, it was like a cult, but in a good way. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, and, and, and because people really cared about each other. And when I promoted the general manager, let's say that I had had a customer in there. I said, close your eyes. I'm about to make a promotion. And then after I make the promotion, I want you to tell me who I promoted. And let's say, Chris, you're the GM. I'd go up and go, Chris, I reach out my hand. Congratulations. You're a restaurateur. And you're like, oh my God. And you'd start crying, but everyone else would start crying and hugging you. And then if I said to the customer, open your eyes, I'm not saying I did this, but if you would have, if I said to the customer, tell me who got promoted, they would have no idea because everyone on the team looked like they were the one who got wow, the promotion. Wow. How cool. I mean, and this is every time, like you couldn't even tell who got the promotion because you know, the manager was so proud of the team and the individual team members because they knew that that's how they got there. That's how I interviewed. I interviewed the team. And then the team was proud of the manager and the team was proud of the team. You know, the kitchen manager was proud of the service manager. The service manager was proud of the apprentice. The apprentice was proud of the... And it was just this mutual achievement. And so since it was such a mutual achievement and that was reflective of this idea of a, a, a very principal part of the culture that I built at Chipotle. And I said this on my first day working at Chipotle to a big group of area managers. I said, each of us will be rewarded based on our effectiveness in making the people around us better. And the goal at Chipotle was we, every promotion we make, every raise, every selection of an executive would be made based on does this person make the people around themselves better, like better than anyone else. All right, some golden wisdom from the former CEO of Chipotle. And to recap, you guys, actually, uh, I just want to leave you with this. How can you use Monty's strategy of empowering teams to apply to your life, to apply to the people that are around you, your teams that you're building, your business, your social life, your relationship? Very valuable advice here. And I think if we apply it, it can make a significant difference in how all of our lives and businesses and relationships. 
You guys, I highly recommend checking out the episode with Monty, the full interview. It's episode number 557, the former CEO of Chipotle, growing it to a $23 billion company. And if you like what you're hearing and want to make sure you don't miss any of these tips, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share with your friends. See you on the next episode. Thank you.